0: Hello? Wake up and smell the calamity. TGIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell, a double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. TGIF. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together we are Mance and Mitchell in your ears for the hour. Happy to have you along with us and happy as always to be working of a Friday with bad boy Benny Mathers at the board. How are you today, sir? Awesome. As usual to my favorite Floridians, I hope all is well in your neighborhood.
1: We're doing okay. Okay. Yeah, we're doing okay. It's going to be 80 today. Wow! Just
0: uh, there you go. Let everybody know. Okay, but it will <laughs> it will plummet. That's that's the way it's been going. Tomorrow this winter. Plummet. Yeah. it plummets. Yeah, to
1: sixty five oh. there and 69 it's sixty nine tomorrow for a high <laughs> see the, weather. the horror i saw the 65 horror. an hour ago
0: that's exactly what i'm getting at it fluctuates like crazy as if the pacific northwest knows nothing yeah. of micro weather systems yeah there you go <laughs> the winterific nor'eastern shoves southward to florida drops them 10 degrees
1: right drops us 10 degrees so yes and we're we're not caring for that too much <laughs> All right,
0: let's go. wine well you want some cheese yeah right. <laughs> <No. wine? laughs> Well, today we're going to be talking to a lady for the first time. A first-timer, and we love our first-timers. Absolutely. It's sort of a get-to-know-you interview, but I think inescapably, as if we were trying to escape. If you want some good advice about how to bust stress in your life, how to give yourself some of the best defenses against diseases, including cancer, this lady has remarkable insights, and a lot of it is rooted, Suzanne, in her personal journey. She shares of herself in this book. And that's going to come across. Suzanne, I want you to be lead chair. You were enthusiastic about this lady joining us, and I'm going to chime in as needed.
1: All right. Why don't you give her her mad props?
0: I would like to give her her mad props. We're talking about Susan Smith-Jones, PhD. For a woman with three of America's most ordinary names, (laughs) Susan Smith-Jones, PhD, has certainly made extraordinary contributions in the fields of holistic health, anti-aging, optimum nutrition, and balanced living. For starters, she taught students, staff, and faculty at UCLA how to be healthy and fit. For 30 years, she was doing this. Susan is the founder and president of Health Unlimited, a Los Angeles based consulting firm dedicated to optimal wellness, health education, and human potential. Susan is a frequent radio and TV talk show guest and motivational speaker. She's also the author of 33 books, including her latest, Wired for High Level Wellness. And so for the first time, we say hello, Susan Smith Jones. Welcome to Manson Mitchell.
2: It is wonderful to be with you, Suzanne and Gary and Benny. I think this will definitely be the highlight of my month.
1: Oh, oh, my God. Well, it's still early. It's, so yeah, give I was it time. Say it's only the fourth. <laughs> so who knows by the end of the month? Susan, well, I
0: just wanted to say Suzanne Mitchell had this response when she heard your name and your publicist contacted us about bringing you on the show. And Suzanne said, I wonder if that's the lady from Unity.
1: Yes, yes, I got very excited about this interview. And, and because I have been familiar with your name, you are not a stranger, we meet a lot of people through publicists who say, you know, I know somebody that would be perfect for your show. And they will give us a name, a a john jones or a, a, you know, whatever, uh, a john doe, I was going to say, or a Jane doe. And we haven't really heard of them. But when when your publicist, uh, Julia Brown, woke, said to us, uh, I have Susan Smith-Jones, I said, I know her. I know her. I've been reading her for a long time. And so that made that much more exciting for us to have you on, because in some ways, I do feel like I've known you for a long time. And this is the first time we've ever talked. So very happy to have you on today.
2: Well, I am absolutely delighted. We go way back. And yes, for decades, I've given talks at Unity Churches.
1: Very good. Very good. We, we but, want to yes. ta- go ahead. Well, what I love about
0: Unity Churches is that they make no bones about the fact that the people who attend, who are into it, are those who are truth seekers I think they're justifiably proud of that term to be with unity to be dedicated to that movement and that view of metaphysics makes one a truth seeker i think you qualify susan
2: well i think i do too they're into practical christianity and i live a very strong faith-based life god's the center of my life and It's a really interesting story that started when I was a teenager. Should I tell you a little bit about it?
1: Absolutely. This is your intro to our listenership, so please tell us.
2: (laughs) When I was just a teenager, my dad unexpectedly passed away, and I didn't deal with it very well, and for the following year, I pretty much ate everything in sight and gained about 50 pounds. And, and then I developed, and, and, and oh, by the way, it was all junk foods. And then I developed terrible acne and asthma, allergies and arthritis, all the A ailments. And my grandmother, whom we thought uh, who, who we thought was a kooky health nut, saw what was going on with me. And she took me under her wings and she said, Susan, if you live with me for a few months... I, I promise you, and you you honor my guidance to you of what to eat, what to do, and we'll talk about all of this. She said within one month, all those ailments would go away, and then within three months, you will lose 50 pounds, and you'll be on top of the world again. I saw it. I, I look back now, and I see I was deeply depressed and didn't want to live, uh, but you know, you know that expression when the When the teacher is ready, when the student's ready, the teacher will will come to you. Well, everything she said was right. She she had me read the Bible every morning, and I lived with her for about a year. And then within a few months, all my weight was gone. I felt great. She taught me about juicing and growing sprouts and eating foods close to nature She would say in nature, you won't find ice cream trees and potato chip bushes and donut vines. So she taught me how to eat well. And as a result of her tremendous wisdom in my life, and she lived for seven more years, then she passed away. Um, Then I started my own business, got several degrees, have written lots of books. But to this day, I've never had to take any medication And I still honor all the wisdom that she taught me in my private practice where I work with people all over the world.
1: You know, what's interesting about your story to me, Susan, is that when I came to first see you, uh, see your photo for the very first time and read what you had to say about um, nutrition, uh, I was I was stunned by how beautiful you are physically. And that's what really it, it it you almost took my breath away. And I and I said, "Oh my gosh, I mean, this woman is beautiful." And for you to tell your story about what happened, you had to have a complete and total transformation if you had, um, you know, gained the weight and skin condition and all of that uh, to become the the absolutely beautiful person you became who's healthy. The other part of this that I, I like so much is that it's not just a a single way of living. What you did was you embraced all the physical and the metaphysical at the same time did it did it feel to you like you were using you know both halves of your life both halves of your brain by putting together both the physical and the metaphysical
2: yes and thank you so much for your kind comments uh, and and from my mom and my grandmother, all this wisdom I got. And, and I, t- I was taught that the body reflects the mind and the mind reflects the spirit. The body's a great place to start. We have to remember that there are three things really over which we have control. What we eat, hopefully nobody shoves the food down your throat. How we move, the exercise we get and what we think about. And we can control all of those. My grandmother, she was not a doctor. She just was wise in the ways of living close to the earth. And she was from Denmark. And she used to tell me that your attitude is your mind's paintbrush. It can color anything. And some of the important things she taught me was that that every healthful choice we make because life is about all the choices we make every day they all add up we're what we eat how we exercise Uh, we're also how we keep our body detoxed how much sleep we get what we think Um, and all of our food and lifestyle choices reflect our level of self-esteem so i say Gary and Suzanne choose wisely day in day out. Uh, if, if every day you can't control yourself from turning into the fast food restaurants and you live a sedentary life, that is really a reflection of how you feel about yourself because when you commit to a new and we'll get to stress and cancer, uh, but when you commit to a new program of let's say health and fitness, you got to always be aware of your thoughts and beliefs going in because when you harbor doubts about your ability to succeed right at the start, um, it will affect your results. You've got to weed out doubt, worry, and concern.
1: You know, Susan, you hit exactly one of the things that I was most interested in talking about today and and that is you list, you have uh, 12 surefire stress busters, and one of them jumped out at me more than any of the others, and the one that jumped out at me really strongly was put wings under your confidence by keeping your word, and I really thought quite a bit about that and how important that is, And that's keeping your word to yourself and keeping your word to others, because what you're talking about is how to manage stress. And I have a lot of thoughts about it, but I want to hear your thoughts first about how keeping your word helps manage your stress.
2: So, and, and that always pops out at me too, Suzanne. Eleanor Roosevelt said, and I'm sure you too, and everyone listening, all everyone's heard this beautiful quote, that no one can make you inferior without your consent. Make, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. I am a stickler about keeping my word to myself and others. I have Lots of contracts I have for decades with major companies, Fortune 500 companies where I work, and everyone knows that my word is gold, like my mom and grandmother taught me. And, and let's say you say to someone, I'll call you tomorrow, or next week, uh, let's get together and go out to eat, or I'll have this paper to you by the end of the day. You've got to make sure you keep your word because that really shows true character. And I think, Suzanne and Gary, when you don't keep your word, it darkens your soul. It causes a depression inside of you. And you you might think, well, what I've made a commitment to not having ice cream every night after dinner or to drink more glasses of water or to exercise every day for the next month. And if you say, well, what does it matter? I just made the commitment to myself. It's my word. Nobody will know if I don't do it. But I think the universe knows and our angels know and God knows. And how do you ever expect someone else to keep a commitment to you and think you'll honor a commitment to them if you don't first keep a commitment to yourself. It's really always about that relationship with yourself. It's from your relationship that all other relationships form. So keeping your word is one of the first steps to having very high self-esteem and confidence. And when you don't have good self-esteem, isn't this true? It's so much easier to criticize someone else Uh, than to acknowledge maybe your shortcomings. So keep your word with yourself and others.
0: (laughs) Excuse me. And I just want to say congratulations on your personal evolution to such an extent that you can credibly make that comment, Susan. And when you say it, I believe it coming from you as it applies to you. On the other hand, I know many people who swear by the four agreements and who say always be impeccable with your word. But when it's politically or personally inconvenient for them to do so, they will lie at the drop of a hat. Hmm. So it's, it's one thing. And I realize why people use this example so frequently keeping appointments because it expresses a truth in a simple way with a simple example that's understood, but it's one thing to, keep the appointment you made to go to the dentist to get the filling you don't want to get. That's important. It's more important to show others that your word can be trusted when the alternative is to be provably false in your comments. And if you do that deliberately, you're just another liar.
2: Well, that is the truth. And, and keeping your word is about honoring what you say you're going to do. So, you lying to someone is one thing, but but if you tell someone else you're going to do something and you don't, um, you know that just you're not a shining example to other people. I, I say if you just think there's a question of you keeping your word, let's just say I'll call you tomorrow and we'll make that appointment then don't say that you're going to do something to someone else. Watch your words. Watch every word you say. And then, you know, there's other people that lie. And a lot of people say to me, um, there's so much hate and anger and divisiveness on the news. Well, and should I watch the news? And I say, well, if something really gets you angry, then maybe you have the option of turning the channel. And But when I watch the news and I see things going on all over, then I sort of know where I need to send my prayers, where people really need some prayer work.
1: You know, Susan, while you were talking, I was thinking back to um, decades ago. Uh, We have a big baby boomer audience, so a lot of people will understand this. When you turned on the TV, you had three or four channels to choose from. <laughs> ABC, you're laughing already.
2: ABC, CBS, that is, and maybe Fox. That's right.
1: Oh, yes. And so um, one of the things that um, I think that may be related to all of this is that how many channels do we have on television now? Well, it depends on what you're subscribing to but let's just call it hundreds Mm -hmm. as opposed to three or four. And I think the way the world is right now is that there is so much to experience. There is so much to see. There is so much to do. Do you think that the stress that we bring upon ourselves has much to do with over committing so that we can't keep our word and we can't keep our commitments because we're trying to take in too much.
2: Without a doubt, you, you just hit the nail on the head. Uh, Henry, Henry David Thoreau once said, our life is fretted away by detail. Simplify, simplify. And he could have said, simplify once, right? He could. Uh, yeah, I usually he,
1: say it three times myself.
2: Yeah, yes. But, but uh, he said you should have as many tasks as you can count on one hand. So, but I think it's always important to simplify. And I'm not sure if we even have time to go into this, but one of the best places to start is your home. I work with lots of clients, lots of famous celebrities and regular folks like I am and and you are. And it's interesting where I get to go into some multi, multi-million dollar homes and I look at the collections of stuff and artwork and there's so much but so little breathing space because every inch of it's covered like the walls and cluttered. And I've had a little side business for decades called Simply Organized, and I love to declutter, to help people declutter their home. The feeling, and you you, you remember those, those wonderful books by Marie Kondo about Keep Things That Spark Joy, all the books about decluttering, and I have her latest, Joy at Work. And I think, A cluttered house is a reflection of a cluttered mind, and I see so many miracles happen in clients' lives when we get through decluttering the house. Everything from they're on top of the world, they get a better job, they make more money, their relationships are better, because it affects you physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, so yes, we have too many activities, you think about this, that we do so much more in a day than probably our grandparents did maybe 100 years ago. And it's important to find ways, any way possible to simplify your life. And you know that expression or that saying that no is a complete sentence. You can say no if someone says, let's get together, you've got, and you've got to create these healthy boundaries um, so you don't get overwhelmed, absolutely overwhelmed in your life, which is very easy to do these days.
1: Well, you just said a whole big mouthful of good stuff right there. And I tell you, we are so sisters under the skin, you have no idea. <laughs> I just, I'm always saying simplify, simplify. And I I have a, a journey of decluttering that goes on all the time.
2: Yes, yes, that's right.
1: It, it's not a one-time thing. No, it isn't like, no. oh, I decluttered today, so now it's done. It, you actually have to do it very, very regularly. And, and so to simplify and declutter really does clear your mind of a lot. And since, you know, we are talking about stress. And so the other thing that you, one of the other things that you recommend is you talk about setting the tone each morning. You can wake up and say, Oh my God, I have a hundred things to do today. And there's your tone for the day. You're overwhelmed when you wake up. I liked it when you said that I think it was um, Thoreau, like you shouldn't have more tasks than you can count on one hand. Was That's it? Was right. Well, there, there are days when I feel strong and powerful. And I make out a to-do list that has you know ten or twenty things on it, knowing that they're not going to get done in one day. I'll take the week to do them. But there are days when I wake up and I say, "What are the top three things I have to do today?" And that's it. Yesterday was one of those days where I woke up and I said, "What are the top three things that I have to do today?" Period. Because I think we cause that stress by wanting to do so much and then committing and needing to do so much in order to keep our word. And so there you get into that vicious circle, that cycle of saying yes, too much, having too much to do, wanting to do everything, but you can't. I mean, it's not possible.
2: So let me comment on a couple of things you've just said. The first 40 minutes of the day sets the tone for the day. So, how do you want those minutes to be? I don't think you want to be frazzled and stressed out and upset and unhealthy. So, what possibly could you do the night before to get ready to make those first 40 minutes more relaxed, peaceful, unhurried, healthy? Maybe you set the breakfast table, maybe you get the kids lunches made, maybe you lay out your workout clothes for the morning, Uh, and what I do is, first of all, I always recite one of my favorite quotes by Ralph Waldo Emerson, and he wrote, write it on your heart that every day is the best day of the year, so I wake up with that positive attitude. We'll talk about sleep in a moment because it's hard to wake up being very positive if you haven't gotten a good night's sleep. And I and I always meditate in the morning. I learned about this as a teenager from my grandmother, and I usually bookend my day with quiet meditation. Uh, it doesn't have to be long, it can be a few minutes. And I'll and we'll talk before we're done about the power of meditation and a simple one that you could do if you if you don't know how to meditate. But then I'll always work out in the morning. Remember the Thoreau quote, an early morning walk is a blessing for the whole day. Because it's important after you've been sleeping all night and your metabolism is at a low level, you want to rev it up. Now, you might not be a morning person, and maybe you don't need to go work out for two hours in the morning. But something simple you could do. It's always good to have some piece of aerobic equipment in your house so if you've got snow or rain or absolute freezing or whatever that you'll have no excuses and that what does that do that reduces the cortisol in your body which is one of the stress hormones it will release those happy hormones like encephalins and endorphins And it revs up your metabolism for the entire day so that when you're sitting or walking or driving or even eating, you'll burn more calories throughout the day because you did a workout in the morning. There's nothing that will make you more, I know I'm digressing, but will make you more vibrantly healthy than a regular fitness program because it unlocks your mental power and physical stamina. It gives your skin a youthful glow, and it puts wings under your confidence, and it's good to make your day top-heavy, top-heavy. Now, there could be a really funny pun in that, but I'm not going to say anything other than make your day top-heavy, and that means, like you said, Susanna, I pick three things I'm going to do. Do what you're least excited about early in the morning and get it out of the way because then the rest of the day will go better, better, and better for you.
1: I like that.
0: Great advice already, and we're only halfway through. Let's go ahead and take our one and only break of this hour. We're talking with Susan Smith-Jones. She is the author of 33 books and her latest is Wired for High-Level Wellness. We like getting into those weeds whenever we get on air, but now we're talking to a pro with just multiple pieces of evidence. We're trying to squeeze them all in to help you live as close to stress-free as possible. Put more years in your life and life in your years. I'll bet that's one of her mottos.
2: I love that, Perry
0: we are manson mitchell and we will be right back here at seattle's home of alternative talk am 1150. hi everybody this is anson williams from happy days and i'm so excited to tell you about american road it is the best car travel magazine in the world they have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary we could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life please get a copy of american road and start your own adventure On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomes Susan Smith-Jones, holistic health educator and lifestyle expert who talks about managing stress from her new book, Wired for High-Level Wellness.
1: On Saturday, the peaceful warrior himself, Dan Millman, joins us to talk about his autobiography, Peaceful Heart, Warrior Spirit. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Alternative Talk
0: 11:50 on AM 98.9 HD3 on HD 11:50 kknw.com on the web
1: Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest this hour Susan Smith Jones Dr. Jones as it was as it is and please let our listeners know uh, Susan what where your footprint is online where they can get your books and anything else that you would like to talk about with our listeners.
2: All right. Now I heard, you know, that, that game show in from the olden days, name that tune in three notes. Yes. Well, I just heard Benny play me and Mrs. Jones.
0: He did. That's correct.
2: That's right. See, because I know that song well.
1: Um, <laughs> How well, Susan?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's for another show.
1: <laughs> Very good. And I also know you have a newsletter. So please yes, get all of yes, that absolutely. in.
2: Absolutely. So you can find me easily. It's my name, susansmithjones.com. And if you go right to the, the home, and there'll be a new website out in a month. But if right now, if you go to the homepage, there's a picture of me on a bridge. It says free monthly newsletters. They're my healthy living newsletters. I don't inundate you with any emails. Once a month, you get a really beautiful uh, cutting edge newsletter with all the latest holistic health info. It takes about 10 seconds to sign up. So you have that. To, you can sign up on, for that on my website. And then my book, Wired for High Level Wellness, it's available on Amazon. Uh, If you go to my website and click on new book, there's a a way to get an autographed copy from me if you want, where you send it right to my office, and I autograph it personally, and I write a personal note to you uh, on a note card with a bookmark. And then I love to do this. I go to the post office, wait in line, and send the book to anybody in the whole world. So I've just started doing that with Wired for High Level Wellness, since some people would like to have an autographed copy with a note card from me or to send to someone else as a gift.
1: Oh, that's a great idea. SusanSmithJones.com. Three common names, as she likes to say com and that's where you can get all of this good information so thank you for sharing that and yes and i'll newsletter. say
2: i'll say this to benny <laughs> uh, i'm not married but i i think if i ever get married the one basic requirement is i want his last name to be brown because that way i'll have four of america's most common names <laughs>
1: Okay, there you go. We'll do our best to arrange <laughs> that here.
0: <laughs> Among the many miracles we work on this program. Go ahead. Oh, me. You're
1: looking at me and I'm looking at you. <laughs>
0: I'm just trying to buy a um, vowel and get a clue over here.
1: All right. No. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that um, I wanted to ask you about was, um, you know, this idea that we're so over and, and you're saying, it, you know, it's nice if you can start with a real quick meditation, maybe end the day with a real quick meditation, get your exercise in the morning. It seems like if you, um, that what you seem to do every day, your daily stuff, you've kind of accommodated that. So it might seem less stressful because there are things that you you just do so regularly. And then there are things that cause a lot of stress because they're unfamiliar. And I'll give you a, a good example. the America's number one fear is public speaking. Yes. And, and so for people who do a lot of public speaking, that's not their number one fear. You know, they fear something else. But to think about what it is that stresses us out, I'm going to say that oftentimes it's the unknown. But what we do regularly is less stressful. So how is it that we can work our our schedules so that we can really just manage our stress? Because what you talk about in your book is too much unmanaged stress. Where does that come from?
2: Gosh, these are all great questions. I, w- I really do wish we had three hours. We gravitate to what's familiar, even though it might not be what's best for us. And and in, and in terms of what you do every day, that that should be non-negotiable, everything from eating healthy foods, getting enough sleep, You brush your teeth. You've got to drink enough water. Welcome. Uh, What'd you say? Uh,
0: The word was welcome. I think we're playing password now. The password is welcome.
1: (laughs) Sorry about that, guys. I apologize. Go ahead, Susan.
0: (laughs) Please continue.
2: Uh, Eating a healthy diet and and watching your thoughts, because we're always attracting back to ourselves the equivalent of what we express, think, um, feel in our bodies. I am really big on positive thinking because we can control our attitude. Like my grandmother said, "Your attitude, your mind's paintbrush. It can color anything." And if we're nervous about something, if we're afraid to get up and give a talk, there are a few things that that I'll say about that. Um, first of all. Henry David Thoreau, you know, Emerson and Thoreau are two of my favorites, said, this world is but a canvas to your imagination, and that's beautiful. Albert Einstein said, your imagination is a preview of your life's coming attractions. So I don't care if you're an adult, a senior, middle age, you know, in your 20s, or or a, a student in school, young student if you just visualize with your mind's eye something that you want to see the end result of that goal perfectly visualized in your mind. Let's say you see yourself giving a talk and everyone applauding at the end. Maybe you see yourself fit and healthy and down to your ideal weight. Maybe you see yourself in your dream home. And then What's even more important than visualizing the end result is feeling those feelings of joy and thanksgiving that you would feel if that visualization were your current reality. It's those emotions of thank you, God, um, that it's come true that helps the universe bring it to you quicker but I always end my visualizations with this or something better I now accept into my life. Because I know God knows better than I do what's best for me. Uh, I, I, I probably shouldn't even say this, but I remember once decades ago, there was this guy I thought was so terrific. And, and, and you know, on the outside, he seemed to have all the qualities that were important to me. And I visualized him liking me and wanting to be with me. And then I couldn't believe it, but he asked me out on a date and it was one of the worst dates I've ever had. Um, Not only was he a chain smoker, and I have a hard time being around people or smoke because it makes me sneeze, but he took me to a movie and passed gas throughout the movie. (laughs) He told me he hadn't had time to shower that day. And I thought. Thank you, God, for not paying attention to those visualizations I had. And I've never said this story to anyone in my life. <laughs> but um, so. Sometimes you have to let it four loose. Of us, right?
0: And I'm proud of you for doing that. You
1: know, it takes a lot,
0: <laughs> a lot of guts. That's a gutsy move right there. A lot of gutsy move. Yeah. But
1: listen,
2: whatever you want to accomplish, whatever it is, you make up your mind that you're going to accomplish it and you'll see how much power you have. You really do. You all, always remember that you're braver than you believe. You're stronger than you seem. You seem you're smarter than you think, and and you're never alone. God's always with you to guide your efforts. You know, God, If you if you focus on what you want, if you lead a positive, healthy life, um, God will guide your footsteps from any kind of error to good. You know, it, it always works that way. Um, Let it go, give it to God, do your best, and then don't worry about it.
0: I think it's that let it go phrase that got you in trouble. <laughs> and Susan. and if God, if God guides every one of your steps on that I date, know. man, the big guy dropped the ball on that one.
2: It was, let me just show Susan to put it in my hands and not make her own choices
1: about things like this susan i have to i have to interrupt you here just to say that was such a funny story you know it was such a great story and it's number eight on how to bust stress in your life laugh a lot look at the things that are ridiculous in your life look at the things that are ridiculous in life in general and just laugh,
2: and yes, I think yes, yes, we
1: take everything just a little bit too seriously so much of the time. And that
0: movie yes. you—that movie you went to with that guy—it was Blazing Saddles, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's, there's an old Scottish saying that angels fly because they take themselves lightly. Yes. I love that. And when you yeah. laugh. You release endorphins into the body that act as natural stress busters. You give your belly a good workout. So it'll help work out your abdominal muscles. It improves circulation. It fills your lungs with oxygen rich air. It is uh, helps relieve pain. It counteracts fear, anger, and depression. So it is important to not take yourself and your life so seriously.
1: Oh, I just, I couldn't agree more. And um, my parents were divorced when I was a teenager and my dad remarried fairly quickly. And what I noticed over the years is that he laughed every single day with his second wife. They were such a good match. They spent a lot of time together finding humor in so many things. And it was a, a comparison with my dad's life with my mom where they were, you know, seriously, you know, having oh. kids and buying houses and putting food on the table and working hard and, and, you know, put it, having a very serious life, you know, had vacations had parties had fun, but not that daily laughter and when i saw my dad with his second wife laughing and laughing and laughing they found humor in everything and i was i was glad that they found each other so that they could have that experience in life and it is important to find humor in things and it is everywhere even in our calamities we can yeah, still still story. find strange things yes
2: yeah, you're you're so right. We absolutely need to laugh. Um, by the way, in Wired for High Level Wellness, I gave that workshop around the world for about twelve years, and then I and then COVID hit. I didn't want to fly and travel so much for obvious reasons. And then I thought I'll put all of this info into one book, and so it's more than just jogging around the block and eating healthy foods. It's about all aspects of health, body, mind, and spirit. And in 30 days, I can take anybody. If they follow the simple program, it goes through foods and detox, and there's a section on laughter and gratitude and faith, and a hundred more topics, And, and I can take anyone. And in 30 days, you will look and feel and physiologically be 10 years younger in just one month by following the program in Wired for High Level Wellness.
1: You know, following the program is the the most important step. I had written a note from your, your book where you again had a Thoreau quote and we love Emerson and we love Thoreau so you're, you're right in our wheelhouse there <laughs> and your quote and I don't have it exact because I was just jotting a few notes but it was Thoreau who said something like begin by reading but finish by acting you can have a library full of very helpful books but you have to start acting on what's in them to get them to work, isn't that right?
2: Yeah, that's so true. A lot of people read a book, put it back on the shelf, and then they don't incorporate anything in their lives. Uh, and I think we we have we have eight personal doctors with us all the time. We've got sunlight, we've got rest and sleep, we've got exercise and diet, and like we talked about before self-confidence and friends and positive thinking and faith and emerson okay the, uh, if you said to me susan give us one of your top three quote quotes in the whole world that you've ever heard it is this emerson quote that the whole course of things goes to teach us faith everything that happens every day the ups, the downs, the the good times, the bad times. It it, it goes to teach you that you, if you have faith, you know, like my mom always would say to me, "This too shall pass." It's all about faith and deepening your relationship with God, and living a more faith-based lifestyle. Oh, and oh, and I did say to you, uh, a simple way, and because I know we're getting near the end. For one of my, well, may I talk for one minute on meditation? Please do. (laughs) Since I've been doing this for decades. Uh, Meditation is such a great way to unplug, to unplug from the hustle and bustle of everyday living. And I think, and I've, I have two chapters on meditation. One chapter is all about the history and all the different cultures of the world about meditation. And it is mentioned many times in the Bible. And then the second chapter on meditation is all about how to meditate, because I've been teaching courses in it worldwide for decades And you can be a beginner, intermediate, or advanced, but there are simple tips of what you can do to enrich your meditation. But the the outside noise in our lives tends to drown out the inner life, which is the music of the soul. It's the music of God. And it's only in silence that we can go within and nurture our spiritual lives. And there's been thousands of studies on meditation And it's been proven scientifically to slow down the aging process. In fact, one study showed that people who meditate once a day compared to people, and these were seniors, compared to people of the same age who did not meditate looked and were physiologically 12 to 15 years younger than people who didn't meditate which is why I say in my book, you want to meditate every day if you want to slow down the aging process. It makes you more creative. It enhances your creative abilities. And no matter what's going on in the world, you can sit down and quietly meditate for five minutes, 10, 15, 30, whatever time you have. And you you will have such great calmness and peace of mind. Another time with you, I'll go through what happens with our brainwave activities when you meditate. But here is something simple everyone can do. You could even do it when you're driving. You wouldn't close your eyes then. But I like the words in the Bible, peace, be still. And you can sit in the car. You can sit in your house. And you know the one room in the house that usually you won't be bothered?
1: Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) What room is that? Well, the bathroom. You're not going to get bothered in the bathroom.
2: (laughs) That's right. So, But just find a quiet place. The corner of my bedroom is where I've set up a little meditation place. I've had that there for decades. But I say to you then, here's a simple thing. Everyone can do it right now listening. Take in a long, slow, deep breath. Really breathe in slowly and deeply hold it for a few seconds and slowly exhale. And as you're inhaling, say silently to yourself, or you could do it out loud, just say the word peace. So you breathe in and say out louder to yourself the word peace. And it's good to hold the breath for a few seconds to get that oxygen all around your body. And then, as you slowly exhale, say, be still. That is one of the quickest. And you can do it in the car when you're driving. Your eyes are open. Uh, when Whenever I do that in the car, for, first of all, I'll let anybody in front of me. You never know these days what someone might be carrying in their car. But I've, I've done this for decades. I let people in. I wave at them. I get the weirdest looks. Um, but but if, if I'm in heavy traffic, if I'm on the 405 or the 5, or um, and it's just people are crazy out driving for whatever reason, I'll just breathe in slowly and deeply peace and exhale with be still. And then the, there's just a big smile on my face because I'm calm and relaxed and, and it helps you to realize really what's important in life so so in silence it, you know this it's not just the absence of sound it's the absence of noise uh, sa- Silence includes the natural sounds of nature noises is what you know like TV radio traffic voices airplanes and we need a little silence in our life every day we absolutely need some silence and 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 it heals us body mind and spirit
1: i like that and that is a very simple thing to do and that's the it's the kind of tip we like to leave our listeners with so that they can have a takeaway from the show and that's the perfect one along with so many other things that you talked about today that were absolutely wonderful i like i like the three things we can control eating moving and thinking for me she, that was she,
2: she takes yeah. notes
1: <laughs> oh i do i a great note <laughs> and yay, i use yay. them too i use them too well, these
0: are the things that remind you that a you are alive and b it's a good idea to stay alive by taking a certain few wise practices and making them habitual I can just see, just by looking at photos of you, Susan, I can see that you've been doing this for decades. It's essentially constituted your approach to life from about age 17 forward, and I can see why you are as youthful, not only physically, but also in terms of your attitude, your philosophy of life. I know our listeners are grateful to receive this kind of encouragement from you.
2: Well, thank you. Uh, I have to say I'm very disciplined about my health program because I want to live a long, vibrant life, and I don't want to be slowed down by any kind of disease or ailments or aches and pains and uh, you know, all the stuff that my grandmother taught me, I put in my book. I, I say to people, walk your dog every day, whether you have a dog or not now and this might be off topic just a little bit but you know there's a chapter in my book all about detoxifying your body because you can't be healthy if you're always clogged up with toxins Mm -hmm. and uh and so who else would talk about this you two than susan here but you want to always make sure that you're not constipated you want to have and what causes that not enough fiber not enough water exercise So eat the high-fiber foods, the fruits and vegetables, drink enough water, get enough sleep, exercise, and you need to have one good bowel movement every day. And if you're lucky, a couple more bonus rounds.
1: (laughs) Susan, that's great advice. Susan,
2: how old are you? Are you 16?
1: (laughs) Who, well, me?
2: Sometimes I do feel sixteen. Yes. Well,
1: maybe. Susan, thank you so much for being with us today. What a great first visit. You made me laugh and I and I took notes and it was great advice. Please thank tell you us you'll so come much, back again.
2: Suzanne and Gary, thank you.
1: We would
0: love to have you back again sometime. We okay, get into the time, most fascinating what time subject.
2: Friday, <laughs> <laughs> we're booked,
0: but we'll cut our people. will call your people. Yeah, that's how.
1: <laughs> we'll that. Any
2: time, Susan Anytime. Smith
0: Jones. Everyone, thank you so much, and thank
1: you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. Stay tuned for the Christine Upchurch show, and at one o'clock Pacific, American Road Trip Talk with host Gary Mance.
0: Have a great weekend, everyone.